They say that justice is blind. But they don't tell you that it's also deaf and lame. And there are days that you wake up and you look at the, the filigree, the structure, the fabric of this everyday world that we live in somehow. And you ask yourself the question, what happens to the just man? How does he survive? Does he exist? How can he live? The law, the law is both a hindrance and a salvation. Without it, chaos, death. With it, presumption, equivocation, self-interest. These are not new ideas, but they're the ideas I'm having today because of events in the world in which I'm living and have been living for many years, which bring to mind the truth, the, the, the elemental truth of how we nibble each day, we nibble, we, we chew each day on a tissue of lies. We chew and we digest this, this lying material. Becomes, it becomes our sickening substance. It goes down into our spiritual stomach and there it mixes with all the fluids of the fallen nature and all the atmosphere of this crazy bastardized world and when we see that when our eyes open on a day on a week in our life when we see that it's terrible it's the death of all those little cupids of childhood that float away and leave us with reality. I won't say truth, because truth has very little to do with it. What do I mean? What do I mean we nibble on this, this little cracker of lies, this little dish of lies? Well, we say, well, I would tell the story that would save my colleague or my fellow worker to the company or to the university or to the state, but I have an agreement that I can't say anything incriminating to the people who employ me or, I'm, or I can be fired, and then I'm in as bad a state as the person who's been unjustly fired, so he'll understand that I can't put myself in a position he's been put in by injustice and even though he's been treated so poorly and I was an eyewitness to his downfall and his, well, anyway, I'm justified because after all, I did sign a document saying that I would, if necessary, lie for the institution. And saying in a document I will lie for the institution justifies that lie because that's a form of truth. Okay, that's one way to go. Or I could say, well, I'm doing it for others. Look at my little kids. They, they need their, their, their cereal. They need their bicycles. They need their summer camp. They need their iPhones. Can I get them those things if I get fired? No. It's not for me. I could live a life of destitution. 
you can remove all my pleasures. I, I'm a born, you know, I'm a born mendicant. But my kids, the kids will be hurt, and my wife, and my friends. Oh, it'll ruin the whole community. It'll pull the stuffing right out of all of our friends, all of our whole joyous circles. No, I can't do it. I cannot take the chance. Another sun comes up. Another day comes up. And you're asked, what do you think of William? William is the owner's son. The owner's son is a moronic, incompetent, raised to his position by nepotism. Now you're being interviewed by a board member or a higher member of the, even above, even above his father, the vice president. Now you're being asked by a higher authority, is his reputation real? And you say, um, yes. Now, I had to say yes. I owe so much to his dad. I owe so much to the vice president. I can't say no, that he helped me pay for my car. He even, he even helped my child get his braces. And what would his teeth look like if, if I didn't pay for those braces? Ah, it's simple. It's all very, very, very simple. I had to do it. I had to say that this guy is an able, upright, smart, useful employee, even though that was for untrue claim. Can I live with it? Well, yes, it's what life is, getting through, prudence, balance. What am I, a revolutionary? If I wanted to throw a bomb at somebody, I wouldn't have become a certified public accountant. Another day comes up, another day dawns and in front of us and, and um, you're asked, did you see the event in which the woman was assaulted? And the answer to that is yes. Well, I saw something that looked to me like she was assaulted, but then I discovered that she was assaulted by the brother of the friend of the man who runs this wing of the uh, Postal Service. And he's not a very yielding guy. He'll know what everybody said. He keeps his eye on things. And now, did he really assault her? Well, I can't be absolutely sure. She did fall down. She did look hurt. And he had to be pulled off of her, and but I don't know. I, it could be, it could be that it was just a clumsiness in motion. I don't know. I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me think. Let me get down into my soul and my 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 many souls, and let me find something in one of them that will be the saving answer to this situation, so that I will lose nothing. I will lose nothing, and the victim, the victim of the act, will lose whatever. Yeah, we're all in it. We all participate. St. Augustine asked the question, why did I steal the pear from the tree? I don't know. I didn't need to. I didn't want it. My friends were there giving me that look of the adolescent peer who wants you to do something ornery and bad. I knew it was wrong. It's as though I had two selves. 
one of my selves was saying, this is wrong. There's a rule. There's a law. There's a, there's a divine truth. The other was saying, well, you know, in this situation, with this kind of atmosphere, you could possibly take the pear. And I reached out and I plucked it. It's like a plucking that's told in the early part of the Bible. It's a famous story that we all find out there's an apple we're going to eat. We all find that there's a tree of knowledge that we're going to find out we didn't want to know about. We're all going to do that. We're all going to reach out. And that apple, forget Adam and Eve, we're all Adam and Eve when we're five years old, 12 years old, 15. We're all Adam and Eve. We're all the product of our parents and our world, and we all reach out. When we reach out, we know. We know either that umpire conscience is, that God has placed in us, or we know the rule because we've been told, or we know just by an intuitive, vague feeling, we know. But we pluck. We pluck the fruit. And so we lie about the assault. We promote the moronic son. We eat the fatal fruit. And each day, a little of the resin, a little of the residue of this fruit gets farther and farther down from throat to diaphragm, to gullet, into the lower intestine, and, we, and it becomes part of our own internal fabric. And then the strangest thing happens. Suddenly those kind of actions just seem right. They just seem prudent because we're all chewing and nibbling on this fodder, on this cheap and disgusting food. That's what we do. That's what we do. Today I woke up and did it myself. This isn't a confession. It's a realization. I could have helped one of my closest friends, but I needed to save my salary. His other closest friends could have helped him, but they needed to save his salary. And all the people around him in an institution could have saved him by telling something like the truth. But no, that would have hurt a department in a university or would have hurt a family. You can't do that kind of thing. You have to have balance. And after all, he got himself into this anyway. And he's on his own. So that's how it happens to all of us. We look at the bishops in the church. We look at all these failures in institutions and we say, how and why? And we know the answer. We see the apple we will bite. It, it, it moves from limb to limb at night, this killing frost. And we know this is our shared communal secret, a secret so easily released. So how about the system? How about the system of justice? Does that work in the same way that this, this personal self-delusion works? Apparently. 
a large corporation couldn't put millions of dollars, if necessary, to save other millions of dollars against the cause of a single person, a whistleblower, a truth teller. And of course, the president and the vice president and the board, they don't think he's telling the truth because he's hurting the institution. That's the job of every employee and every officer to save the holy institution, no matter what it's done or said. And it's mere provocation to even claim that there's any truth to be told about its errors. That's a given. That's a law. So that's where we start. So then how does the legal system work? Well, the institution has approximately 10,000 times the income of the um, employee, even if he's a middling, successful employee. And it uses that 10,000 times not to prove its case, not to balance truth against fiction on the scale of justice. No, no, no. It uses it to smother and protract with repetitious documents, with all kinds of legal offerings and mumbo-jumbo and repetitions and requests for new information and depositions and, and, and interrogatives and every legal nuance and, and conceivable a pertinence is thrown in the face of this poor little one ten thousandth mouse who's trying to say, yes, but you lied and you tricked me and you went against my contract and you didn't follow the handbook and I've been deceived and it's hurting me and my family. Well, guess what? The whole thing's set up so that the big interest, the big interest has a legal advantage. What's the meaning of stare decisis? except there's plenty of cases already written to defend the corporation, to defend the institution, to defend the government itself. Don't worry, we got starry decisis, we've got precedent, we've got the order of law, we've got law and order. And that's all we need to make sure that these institutional forces that keep us together, that keep the economy and the, and the vitality of the country secure, that they will be preserved. How? Well, whatever, whatever means necessary. And no little mouse, no little one ten thousandth of the whole mouse is going, to, is going to chew through this string because this is impenetrable might. And I don't have to tell you that the government can have some of the same impediments with its massive bureaucracy, its laws and rules and incrustations, its slow-moving molasses uh, and of, of vaporous, uninterpretable rules and, and, and regulations. Yes, we need a government. God knows we need a government. Anarchy is worse than the worst government, unless that government wishes to kill all or most of its citizens, which has happened in history. But leaving aside that degree of anarchy, any government is better, so we need companies institutions, organizations, because they further the momentum, intellectual and pragmatic momentum of mankind. We need them. And they must be preserved, if necessary, by the force and the habit of law. And that doesn't mean simple justice. That doesn't mean he supros isis, you say this for that, tit for tat. No, no, no. It means a structure that will preserve 
a structure that will preserve. A professor came in on the first day of law school at Wisconsin when my, one of my ancient colleagues from my undergrad days went to law school the very first day, very first class, and he put on the chalkboard a gigantic dollar sign, a gigantic dollar sign, and he turned toward the class and he said, that is the law. The law, say the gardeners, is the sun. The law all gardeners obey tomorrow, yesterday, today. We each have a, a, a sun we're obeying. We each have some nourishing power above our head that we, that we must follow and accept because it keeps us going. Even if it's a shabby, uh, crippled, dishonest going, well, it keeps us there and we need it. God knows we need it. But God also knows that truth is first. He was the truth and the life. And the way. First, the truth. The truth is that which is unflappable. Justice is in the genus of things that are true. As when we say a tool is true to its use, or a line is drawn truly. Truth is what we seek. I said this in my first of all my podcasts, and I say it again today. We are nibbling on the bread of delusion and lies, and we're all living with it, and we're all getting deeper and deeper into it. But somehow, we must remember that somewhere out on the edge, out on the darkest corner of this whole experience is this truth. What is truth, said jesting Pilate, but would not wait for the answer. <laughs>